How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake. I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? Spentabular. Hmm. That's not a word, but it sounds positive. It was meant to be. No, that's good. It would be funny if, <laughs> it's like, this actually just means horrible. <laughs> there is nothing good going on. It's spentabular. It means they found a tumor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Actually, no, the way you said that uh, reminds me of the um, the old phone call commercial. Um, it was like for Verizon or something like that. And they would like call collect. And it's like, um, uh, it's like, who who is this for? And it's or who's calling? And it's like, uh, Mike, we had a baby. eats a boy. <laughs> and then uh, the the dad or whoever, this one on the other side picks up. And listens to the phone and puts it, but just puts it down. Doesn't accept the collect call, and um, uh, uh, the wife comes in and is like, "Oh, who was that?" And it's like Mike. He had a baby. <laughs> it's a boy, <laughs> <laughs> and that was like the whole commercial. Uh, very successful because that one's that one's pretty old and still stuck in my head. Can't say I recall that one. Yeah. Well, I I remember the the days of calling collect. Where you're like, listen, it's gonna cost me money. Here, here, do you want to accept the charges? It's like sending an envelope <laughs> with no fucking stamp, and you're like, uh-huh. "Hey, <laughs> yeah, it's it's and in the envelope, you're you're actually asking for money. <laughs> that's, that's basically <laughs> on top of it. Uh huh. I love that you can do that. I think I've intent. I would say I've accidentally sent an envelope or two without stamps or with less stamps than I actually needed mm-hmm. because they don't have like a great system online for hey it's exactly this usually right. you can go to post office and be like you need this many right cool i'll do that many mm-hmm. what is the process actually i what you're describing i don't know you can send you can game the system you can send mail you can without send an envelope without a stamp hmm. so you're not paying the postage but that essentially puts the burden on the person who's now receiving the postage really yes like the, the mail carrier will walk up and be like Hey, it's that time again. You know, I don't like know how exactly that works. Um, I wonder if they hold hold your mail. Maybe they would. They would hold maybe. it at the post office and be like, "Hey, you need to come in," because the post office has everyone's information. That's like, true. It's 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 very much there. Um, actually, you brought up the post office. Uh, anecdote. We were at a local post office a while back, probably like a month or so, and we were kind of just waiting to be served. And the people ahead of us um, were uh, or the the woman ahead of us. I have no idea what the context for their conversation was, but apparently Amazon had like put the package in their mailbox. And um, the guy was just like nonchalant about it, perfectly friendly. But he's like, yeah, that's a felony. <laughs> you can't just do that. <laughs> and I was like, huh. I mean that checks out. They don't want people putting random crap in mailboxes, but that's very funny. That just seems very extreme. If you consider like other felonies, it doesn't seem to be on the same tier. Uh huh. Scale. Yeah, I don't think it carries like a a life sentence, right? But it's it probably has a fine. 
Have you been convicted of any felonies? Uh, Technically. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and let me explain which one, because it'll be a lot better for me than if I don't. (laughs) If if they ask you a yes or no question, you're filling in a form, you have to add a yes and just put a comma immediately after that. You're like, Uh there's uh, other things going on here. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, but. Contextualize my yes. (laughs) Please inquire. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, no, that's good. Do you have a? Uh, do you have good holidays? Do you eat anything good? Uh, no and no. No. Okay. Um. <laughs> hmm. Uh. Did you? Did you do anything? No. I was homesick for the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Well, we were home because someone else was sick. That was that was our story. As we were planning on going to a holiday get together, but someone who will not be named. And I'm actually not going to name them. <laughs> I mean, you probably shouldn't. Yes. I, I can take a, a safe guess. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, caught, caught, caught COVID. And since they were there in the house and yeah. it had been, you know, a couple days or what have you, we weren't sure about the health status of the other people. Um, and yeah, I mean, when you're immunosuppressed, you got to sometimes not under those circumstances. But it, it did kind of suck because we did want to head out and resume that a little bit well um, maybe future holidays it is warming up a little bit new year's right around true. the corner that'll kill it right off yeah just a little warm up <laughs> in april and we have what 14 cases now same we'll have zero <laughs> so uh i just mean like if there's not like an active health risk it is gonna be nicer to travel versus like when it's been like sub 10 degrees oh yeah yeah yeah, I was looking at my computer, the, the the little temperature thing in the corner one time while, while doing something else, just glanced down and I was like, why does it just say four? <laughs> that's like, oh, okay, that's the actual temperature outside. I don't like that. That's Fahrenheit, by the I way. I want four, four to be like Celsius the degrees my computer's running at, not how cold it is outside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that is, a, that is running pretty cool for a computer. Um you're actively pouring liquid nitrogen on it and not overclocking, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Just put but, it in a nice bath. Yeah. That's... Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> it water cooling exactly once. Right? So you know, how, you know how sous vide's work, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So hear me I out. do now. We do that at a lower temperature. <laughs> Gotcha, gotcha. You just take raw beef or something, put it in a bag, and then drop it in an ice bucket. Yeah, like it'll be soon. It'll be ready to eat. <laughs> no, I'm saying you seal the whole. You seal. You seal the machine. Okay. And you put it in the bath. Ah. Just keep that bath at a lower temperature. Hmm. I don't know if that helps or not. I'm not like. Uh, I'm not much on the um, thermo thermophysics. I was going to say thermonuclear, but that's wrong. Thermodynamics. There you go. That's what I was trying to find. Well, so, like, no, if you have something that can sense temperature and control temperature, similar to how your AC works, mm-hmm. like my AC works is like if the AC is on, it's like, oh, you want it to cool down to a certain temperature. What is that number I need to meet for you to be happy? Right. So, if it goes above outside and it starts to heat up internally, it's like, oh, I need to turn on the air to cool it down to the magical 69, if, if you will. Right, yeah, a good, comfortable temperature for anyone. Um, it's just nice. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, I can't think of the logistics that would 
this does seem a lot just strictly worse compared to water cooling <laughs> but it's fine whatever i'm sure it's been done there's a lot of novelty uh channels on youtube and things like that for uh, computer parts and cooling and whatnot well i do lightly regret asking about the christmas question then or the holiday question um mm-hmm. unfortunate that you didn't get to eat good food or, or hang out with people and that also i didn't so there's no recovery to be made <laughs> that's just where the topic is um but i mean obviously 20 2023 will be better just i mean statistically right like statistically <laughs> i'm willing to bank on <laughs> the net average of 2023 being less shitty than 2022 uh-huh hands down yeah yeah it was like um I think I saw it on Reddit or something. It's like, you know, we've had COVID. We've been in like a pandemic for four years mm-hmm. <laughs> at this point. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, I mean, 2023 is going to have like Silk Song. Oh, yeah. There's going to be like a new summer anthem or whatever the fuck. I'm trying to think of what other things people would enjoy. What's the summer anthem? I don't know. Pop music does. Oh, like the song like, that takes off. This is the song of the summer. Gotcha. Yeah. It's not going to be in a genre that I listen to. So, right. <laughs> I'm fucked anyway. That's fair. That's fair. No, there's some good stuff coming out. Um, and some stuff that hopefully is good coming out. We'll see. Um, I have, I have hopes for next year. And I do think on the, on the, the COVID discussion, we've, talked about it a lot but you know what i'm sure everybody else has like i think it's going to reach a point where it's people are inoculated the people who are going to be vaccinated are going to be vaccinated it's going to just be like the flu it's going to be around i think everyone's pretty much saying that now there's no hope that it's just gone right it's endemic right um and it's just going to be something that you know it the literally the phrase is a new normal and i know like the pushback from that is like no new normal but like that's what people want is to establish a new baseline and be like hey this is where we should set our expectations because that's that's what we want going forward so yeah um, be like anything else where you regularly get a vaccine type thing mm-hmm. we're not going to get rid of it entirely because it is impossible to wrangle that many cats yeah, especially when a bunch of cats don't believe it exists or it's made up <laughs> or some other shit. Yeah. Um. So, hopefully, people don't die, people don't get sick, but like, eh, it's yeah, it is very much optimistic pissing in the wind. Uh huh. So. The good thing is, the next the next one will come around that's like not COVID, and they'll be like, it's just the common COVID. It's just the like, it's just the common COVID. It's not it's not serious. Anyways. I digress. How was this year overall? What were your impressions for this year? If you had to uh, put a put a flavor to it. Blue raspberry, but very, very sour. Mm, I like that. I'm still waiting for the sugar aftertaste at the end. It just, it's never hit. <laughs> it's just it's sour. Never hit. It's just an atomic warhead where they forgot to put like sweetness in the center. It's yeah. just more atomic sour. <laughs> <laughs> I like it that. just replicates in your mouth indefinitely. Yeah. I don't know. Like there were some good things that came out. Definitely. If I look at games and I start thinking, if I stop thinking holistically about life, um, uh huh. You got to think of the specific. It wasn't, it wasn't Elden Ring this year. 
It was, yeah. Elden Ring. It so, was our honestly, 2022 release. was a great year. It was pretty good. It was I don't bad. know what to tell you. They won Game of the Year. So if it didn't come out this year, then the other Game That's of the true. Year candidates <laughs> did not try very hard. <laughs> so, I mean, that was honestly huge. Like, if nothing else happened this year, I would still be content yeah. with game releases. I haven't played in a bit. I should go back. I think I'm waiting for DLC. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, we to do like a that. group RP. Mm-hmm. I would still love to do that. Where it's like we all have a different classes, different roles. Naked tank guy with like dual wielding, cleric, uh-huh. mage, that type of shit. Yeah. Yeah, Elden Ring was Elden Ring was massive. Obviously, we had we actually had like I think it's the first time we had a multi episode series on one game. Yeah. Um, but there we was. Had, and I wanted to keep doing them, and you were just like, we can't only have episodes <laughs> on Elden Ring. And then for several episodes after that, we kept talking about the game anyways, but it wasn't the dedicated topic. Um, so that was kind of funny. Yeah, it bled into a lot. And even... It'll even come up in like random episodes where it's like the obligatory, we have to say something about Dark Souls, uh-huh. Elden Ring, Sekiro. But it honestly did consume a good portion of my playtime. Apparently not as much as some other stuff, according to Steam yeah. Replay. A lot of it was burned in Destiny 2 and Dota 2. You fucking time sinks. D2, but yeah. Also D2. Diablo oh. 2 somehow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, same here, obviously. I think I'm going to have two massive Destiny peaks for this year, going back to the game. But um, I saw, for people who played games like pretty consistently around how much we did, this year, Elden Ring, and they also played Elden Ring, it clocked in at like 11% of their time. And 11% of your time for the year is actually a lot of time, right? Like, especially if you play games every night. Um, and it's a game where most of the playtime was concentrated across like one to two months. So, yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was crazy. And I know and... we talked about this a little bit at the Game Awards mm-hmm. as far as one of the reasons why Elden Ring won in my opinion is because of how much it expanded on the existing format and they just had so much I mean obviously mm-hmm. because it is an open world so things got reused etc like nobody's gonna say all the dungeons are like the best fucking thing in the world but it built so much there's so much in that fucking game yeah uh, compared to some other stuff where like God of War Ragnarok great fucking game mm-hmm. very much a continuation of the first game yeah. And that's fine. That's what I wanted. I didn't want them to like break the entire mold and do something new because I was enjoying what it was. But I don't think for 2022, and I'd be for surprised for 2023 even, if they have something that is that big of a jump in right. a, an existing franchise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, can, I could speculate about potential realities, but I don't know. I mean, one of the... We're going to have a dedicated episode, I think, to talk about some of the stuff we're looking forward to in in, in next year as well. Um, but I mean, potentially, although honestly, do I believe it? I don't think so. But it's our podcast. We can clickbait people in real time. It's the I opt- mean, Starfield one optimism be, episode. Right. Yeah. If you wanted to be optimistic, Starfield could be drastically different. But realistically, if you look at the kind of games Bethesda makes, they don't usually 
divert too far from the mold right they literally took a single player engine and they tried to make it a multiplayer for fallout 76 so i don't expect massive changes there um and yeah i mean this is this is the dark souls podcast what are they going to do that's going to really uh compete in that space but i think i don't know really i think the franchises that are revamping have been doing so well uh-huh. So like God of War obviously had that big change in 2018. Doom mm-hmm. with Doom 2016. Yep. Like they changed what they're doing a lot and kind of I don't want to say rebranded, um, but re- really did. revitalized it. They did, yeah. Um even like the remakes that they're doing for Resident Evil, I think are being really well received because it's hey, not on old janky PlayStation One, PlayStation Two shit. So it's bring rebringing that story to life in a much more active way last of us two they just keep remaking it without really any visual changes as far as i can tell yeah um but those are kind of more re the recent editions i was talking about are remakes yeah remasters versus god of war and doom did actually change up what they were doing mm-hmm. i think like if you go back a couple of years I'm, I'm glad you brought up the last of us and um doom but like that's the phase we're at. If if you were to like look at this in phases, there's like a phase of completely new IPs. And then there's the sequel phase where we have sequel for those IPs. And then, and when I say completely new IPs, I, you could also do like reboots and stuff like that there. And then you have the sequels and we're going to go through that for a bit. And then there will be the introduction of yet more games. And I think right now we're coming up to the, the middle end of like the sequel phase for some of these like games usually have between two and three releases right there's final fantasy which isn't statistical outlier okay but usually you get like up to two and then maybe it's like do we really want to put a three in the title or should we just change the subtitle entirely now it's infinite right it's not bioshock 3 it's 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 infinite um like and I think we're coming up on that space. So after maybe next year, I would start to look for more IPs um, and things like that. But I don't know. It could be a little bit further out for some of these games we're talking about because God of War has several years between each release. Same for Doom. Um, and I think yeah, I don't I... think we have any announced follow-up to Eternal. We don't have a follow-up for God of War yet. So. No, and they can take their time and then just show up and clean house. Yes. Because if like if it's done really well, it lasts. Like mm-hmm. I still tell people like you should check out Doom 2016. Yeah. Um, it's still a good game and you can usually get it on the cheap on a sale. So by all means. Yeah, it doesn't even cost that many means. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but I mean, this year overall, was pretty good i will say so this year we stopped with our for people who track the format which i think is zero people but in case like oh it is zero people it's zero people yeah even but we Jake didn't have I, it's it's between one to two people yes <laughs> one to two it's between zero and two <laughs> sometimes um we used to ha- have uh when we we started off you know every video game every episode basically was about a game and we realized that was insane at a point we started to sprinkle in other format episodes and this year we actually removed the mandatory game format episode entirely 
because we're kind of playing different games, I don't always want to play the new shiny fancy thing. Um, now that I've beaten, you know, not an actual spoiler alert. I don't want anyone to stop listening. I beat God of War. I would be great to have an episode on that. Um, but we've kind of been doing them as they electively come back up here. So as part of our review here, I usually look through the episodes we made for a given mm-hmm. year and say like, oh, what games did we talk about? And we talked about like three games. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else had like a different title. Um, I think it'll be better now that we've gotten kind of back to some descriptive titles because we can talk, mention a game that we might have talked about, even if it wasn't primarily the focus there. Um, and we'll always continue to have game focused episodes. It's just not as often. Um, there wasn't really a point to this. I was just going to mention I couldn't use that when coming up with material for this episode mm-hmm. instead i kind of like look back to the games that i actually played regardless of whether we talked to them about them or not and the stuff that came out this year so i'd say a good a good portion of what we played this year was stuff that came out this year yeah like you have on the list here vampire survivors mm-hmm. and i mean that's been going on and off very strong for a while i think i'm one achievement away because I just didn't feel like doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like that they keep doing stuff. They have a DLC that has spawned mm-hmm. a genre. And again, it's like a, a random indie title that costs like two bucks and it's just shot off. Uh, Go off, King. Proud of you. Yeah, the DLC for Vampire Survivors is literally $2, I think. Yeah. like I, It's literally $2. Like... I would encourage people who have the base game and have no intention to buy the deal, uh, like to play the DLC to still buy it actually. <laughs> Cause like the base game was like $5 um, or something like that. I don't, I don't recall exactly, but it's incredibly inexpensive. Um, yeah. What a standout title. We, uh, we talked about it a lot. You know, our friend dice obviously also talked about it. Uh, Justin, I think we introduced him in, uh, as such on the show. Um, and yeah, no, it, 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 it was kind of a darling. It wasn't like it's not going to have Valheim level success or anything like that, but it was probably my India breakout for the year for sure. Yeah, it's just it's fun to just like play and like burn some time. And then I talk with like Stevie and he's like, oh, I figured out this like gold farming thing, this one level. I'm like, how much did you get? I'm like, you sick of me. <laughs> <laughs> but, like you can go off and like make crazy builds and experiment with stuff and that that part always felt really fun mm-hmm. so it has some good replayability to it which is i think part of its success um something that had in my opinion ass replayability but i thought was cute cult of the lamb yeah mm-hmm. i know that's something that we had our eyes on for an upcoming release in 2022 and we finally mm-hmm. got to check it out have an episode on it um right Right. Yes, we okay. did. We did have have an episode on it. The live fact checking to derail mm-hmm. conversation. Um, but yeah, that was it was a cute blip, mm-hmm. and then that was it. Yeah, for me, it had like the same vibes as Psychonauts two, mm-hmm. where like while I was playing, I'm like, yeah. And after I was done playing it, I was like, and we'll probably never talk about it again. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of unfortunate in that. And the thing is, like, it's not even bad, right? Like, it's still a good game. There were things I think that could have been improved. You can go to the episode if you want, like, to hear a lot of details about such things. But specifically in the space of, like, 
staying power. I, I literally in our notes put Cult of the Lamb and then in parentheses Flash in the Pan because like I didn't the same. I, I, I didn't play the game once I was done with it. And I feel a little bit bad for it because you don't need to make a game that people want to replay, right? Your, your goal should be to make a fun game. Replayability is like a different angle to aim for compared to just fun. But we have these extraordinary examples that I'm going to say in the pseudo indie space of games like Hades that spoil us. They spoil us rotten, right? Like you could go back and play Hades right now. I know Ian is like probably at this moment actually playing Hades. And it's so much value and it's not triple A and it's such a good experience and it's so fun. And then you contrast that to one of these other indie games that was fun for a single playthrough, but then you were done, you were done. And I mean, like, you can't compare them the same way. So hear me out. Anything published by Devolver Digital is usually a one and done. I mean... Tell me I'm wrong. As I put you on the spot uh, to think of games. Right, I know. Because like so, my go-to example was Minute, right? Uh-huh. The whole game mechanic is based around you You have a minute at a time to play through the game. And then yeah. you get reset. And the whole thing is like you do progression things, you make unlocks... Uh, so you can just progress through the game in these minute segments. And it's a really cool idea, very novel, but there's not really a reason for you to ever go back and do it again. Yeah. And that's fine because it's like, it's a novel experience. Mm-hmm. And I would argue a lot of the other Devolver digital published things are in a similar thing outside of Fall Guys. Okay. I was going to say, I have one massive exception and the massive exception was going to be Fall Guys. Um yeah, the only other one I can think of that I, I wouldn't actually defend is Hotline Miami 2 had a level editor, but I never used it to run levels. Instead, I just stole the the renders, the high-level renders of custom levels, and I was like, hey, look, this is a cyberpunk map for a Hotline Miami thing mission. Let's go. Nice. Um, but that was really fun. A little, little bit of Photoshop and fixed up, and it was good to go. But yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't continue to play it once I was done with the story. Um, but I guess the point I'm trying to make is like, that's not bad, right? If every game wanted to be a replayable game, I think I would also find that frustrating because I can't afford in my time to have every game that I play be a game that's going to take a stupid amount of time, right? Like I love Persona 5 and that is a 100 hour long game. I actually have excitement to play Persona 5 royale or royal i don't know and there's it's a casino or something i don't know and i haven't done that because it's a 100 hour long game dave has graciously given me almost all the games i own but one of them is uh yakuza like a dragon i haven't picked it up because i know it's going to be a freaking long game it's a jrpg (laughs) um also sink your teeth into that you'll just you'll be in it yeah, exactly. I know you, and I also know the game, and it's like, he's, he's going to, yeah. Yeah. So the most terrifying thing I can think of is to play one of these games that's like 100 hours long, and then it's like, hey, now that you're through, play New Game Plus in order to get the full story or something like that. There was a there was a JRPG, um, I think Scarlet Nexus. I didn't play it, but it was on my wish list, and I removed it uh, yeah. from my wish list because I saw in a review, it's like once you finish the game, 
you'll need to go back and play through as a different character in order to like fully understand what's going on. And I was like, I, I just I would never do response. that near Automata, but like, but you're not playing the same game with me. I know also, it's, right. It's like, also different because there are very few JRPGs. I actually like and appreciate. I would consider near Automata to be one of them, but like I watched, I think uh, Rachel play Scarlet Nexus. Uh-huh. And I, it was something I was curious about. I'm like, oh, this might be something I could sink my teeth into. And then as soon as I saw it, I'm like, no, nah, this isn't for me. Yeah. Usually I can spot a JRPG I'm not going to enjoy at a distance and be like, mm, that. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's that's fair. And that comes down to, to genre preference sometimes. I'm not saying it's a bad game. I just, if I'm going to spend time on a game, right now it's on a small set of games. Most of the time I have like my, my one single player style game and uh, destiny Two. <laughs> sometimes it's destiny Two. That's also my multiplayer game. So I get one single slash multiplayer game and then, a, then a single player game. Um, Some other stuff we... that did come out this year. Right. Go ahead. I got a chance to play a little bit of neon white recently. Uh, thanks oh, to yeah. Tyler friend of the show though. You mm-hmm. don't, I don't think you don't personally you might have played Dota with him once. I think I, I I've heard of him from the the Dota sphere. Yeah, on the subreddits. <laughs> yeah. <talking> <laughs> yeah, Gabe Newell called him out. Actually, <laughs> it was really funny. I'm never gonna work with him again. He's <laughs> a disgrace for the Lee Jang Major. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, Neon White has been like a from what little I've played of it. Haven't played too much so far. Maybe an hour. Mm. I'm do. I am getting vibes of not Blade Runner, Ghost Runner yeah yeah to where it has a hey here's like your thing you gotta go through you gotta do some platforming do some action kill some stuff um i like ghost runner more because it's much Mm -hmm. more polished long form um cyberpunky Mm -hmm. but i like the the quick nature of some of these neon white levels granted i'm still fairly early on i'm sure it gets much more complicated Mm -hmm. but i like that little speed running thought process in my head of like how can i optimize this yeah and yeah. there was a level where I played it while Landon was watching on Discord. And then I looked at the times that people had. I'm like, I have an idea. And then uh-huh. he watched me like shave off six seconds. He's like, wow, you figured that one out quick. I'm like, yeah, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I like that puzzle solving two degree aspect of it. So that's yeah. been pretty cool. Yeah. I've, I I've... don't care for the theming though. <laughs> yeah. Like the anime style surrounding or like the bright light like the bright aesthetically it is appealing i don't care about the characters or the story gotcha i cringed once i'm like it's it's not for me to get into i'll enjoy the gameplay and skip the rest yeah i think that's fair i mean i haven't played it but i've watched people play it and i think the comparison to ghost runner seems pretty apt um i'm also a massive ghost runner fan obviously um because I, I I very rarely like games that have a time element at all. There's a few exceptions, Majora's Mask, and Ghost Runner, and something else that I can't think of. Um, and a lot of that was came down to the aesthetic, though, right? Like I freaking loved running through this like this like post cyberpunk style world in Ghost Runner, and the the sheer violence, the and everything about it was just great. Um, and I don't have that same pull for neon white. It seems like it brings in some more arcadey 
influences with the cards and ammo and stuff like that. Yeah. And that's absolutely fine. Um, and I would probably enjoy it, but it's not high on my list right now, personally. So I will say it's more directed to a degree because the guns you get, essentially, those are your movement options. Mm-hmm. So it kind of encourages you to do the level in a certain way for it to work for like the, the tools you're, they're, they're giving you. Mm. Um, yeah, I'd say check it out at a point or like watch somebody play it. I think it's interesting. But yeah, I'll probably pick it up when it's on significant sale and I don't have a tremendous backlog of games that yeah. I haven't even launched that I also picked up from the same sale. Um, Something else yeah. I do want you to play. Okay. They came out this year. Tunic. Right. Tunic, Tunic, I think we could handle. Um, that came out on Steam as well, right? Steam and Switch? Yes. Yeah. Um, you know if it's a Nintendo first party? I guess it couldn't be if it came out on Steam. <laughs> Never mind. I mean, so initially it was always advertised as like a Microsoft thing. So okay. I was hoping it was going to be on PC. So yeah. it's definitely at least on PC. <laughs> That's fair. I was basically I was leading to is this a game that is going to I guess it's it just came out so it's 10% off right now. Um I think base is around like 30. Yeah, it's 30. So 10% off that until January 5th. I'll probably take a look at it once it goes on sale cuz it did, it did look really good. I like that tilt shift style. If you like For me it was very resonant of I missed the whole era of like Game Boy uh Legend of Zelda stuff. Yeah. But like that's the type of vibe I get for it where, hey, you have a world map and you kind of have to go explore some stuff, figure some things out. And you have like some enemies and some abilities you can get over time. But all of it is like you're figuring it out as you go. But it's right. so pretty and like snappy. You're like, okay, I can get behind this. So for me, that was a lot of the big draw. And I did I did enjoy playing through it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we had an episode on Link's Awakening, which I think is probably... Yeah. something to draw a lot of correlation to um and that's not a bad thing to correlate against honestly so i have it on the list um and i'll probably pick it up once it's a little bit more than 10 percent off um though it does look very good was there anything else that came out this year where you're like yo people should check this so, out so i had one uh but i don't think i'm gonna talk about it very long um the our group uh, or, or some people in our group played very, very briefly. And that was Lost Ark, which was Amazon's <laughs> MMO. Um, and yeah. we played that for, I think, literally a month. Some people played it for two. And then all traffic. Like, no one logged in. And we had, like, a separate voice, like, a separate text channel for it in Discord and stuff. And like, it's one of the first that I archived this year because there was no responses in it at all. Like, I, I I don't know if I've ever seen an MMO be picked up and dropped as quickly as this one was. I think because it was free, right? Uh huh. I believe play. so. People were on board. I think I got drunk and bought like a founders pack or something. Yes. And it seemed like, it oh, everybody's going to hop on board and do this thing together, right? It's going to be our, mm-hmm. our group venture. And then some stuff felt very samey or grindy um and after you kind of went through some of like the main story beats like some of the boss bites and like levels were kind of cool mm-hmm. and then there were some other things where like you were being an edgy demon lord i'm like what is this plot and yeah. then you get to like ride a beetle as a mount and i'm like i don't know where i stand with this game 
Uh-huh. To be fair, the beetle mount was a plus. That was something I had to work for. Um, More games should have beetle mounts. They should. It's very yeah. fun. But yeah, the, there didn't seem to be any reasons to go back or like level up your gear or anything. It just seemed very arbitrary numbers at a point. Mm-hmm. People were like, ah, I don't know. I have to check a release date for another game. That, okay, that was last year. I was like, it ha- it felt kind of similar to New World to me, but it was even more of going back to that phrase flash in the pan. Because um, New, New World was September of last year, so I won't include it in this gotcha. discussion. But I think it was also an Amazon MMO. I don't know. One yes. of these isn't an Amazon MMO. Uh, re- do your own research. Figure out which it is. That's, that, that, that's the tip that we leave for the audience. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just didn't, it didn't compare to what we were playing right now. Um, I had a couple. I'm just, I'm, I'm honestly looking at the spoiler sheet of games that came out this year that I think were worth mentioning. Obviously, we covered Elden Ring. Uh, Total War Warhammer 3 came out, which I played some of the intro mission on, and then I kind of like shelved it. And I do plan to go back to it because it's, it's really cool. Um, but that's it. Until I have more to say about it, I'm not going to spend too much time on it. Okay. Um, Horizon Forbidden West. I think that's probably on both of our lists to play at some point. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but at some point I want to play it. I really enjoyed Horizon Zero Dawn. I, I enjoyed Horizon Zero Dawn, but even that I don't think I finished. Like, that's fair. It just came to a point where it's like I played an open world game. I don't know. It just it didn't keep me through the whole way. Yeah. I don't know if it was because of my exposure to open world games at that point. Um, but Forbidden West just seemed like, again, more of the same, but I'm not sure if that's something I want right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So maybe. I think that's fair to say. And you you mentioned Psychonauts too. And that was kind of the vibe I was getting a little bit from Ian who played Forbidden West at launch. And he didn't have that much to say about it. It was like, yeah, it's more, it's more horizon. Um, And it's, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but when, there's novelty in other places you're gonna you're gonna go to the other places first and i think that's what happened with this game for me um kind of wrapping out february real quick here uh that is technically where destiny 2 witch queen expansion dropped but we didn't play it until dang near the end of the year so shrug Um, which queen is it anyway there you go you're gonna be sued by abc now i think they own that i'm not sure um yeah i'm not going to talk about destiny we've spent a lot of time talking about it and no one's going to listen <laughs> when i start talking about destiny um stray came out this year i know some true. people like cats a lot to, enough to buy that game <laughs> there did there did seem to be a strong correlation between the people who had cats and the people who bought this game i didn't buy the game but i didn't have a cat at the time so so it stays true <laughs> I mean, yeah, I could I could see you guys getting that game and playing it together and having a good time. Mm-hmm. And then also now that you do have a cat, like there would be that added. OK, that's something a cat does. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't. This is this actually Dave and I were talking before starting the recording for this episode. We were talking about games where it didn't share the appeal for us specifically, but we would understand it for other people. And that's what I put stray under. Um, the people who have played it, I think really, I've heard really good things about it. I just don't really have any interest in that type of game. 
I don't want anyone to hold that against me personally. But you could if you want. I'll just hold that against you personally <laughs> if you do. Um, but yeah, I mean, cat platformer doesn't do much for me. Cat platformer? No, yeah, it's not a transformer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. K- uh, or I was going to say uh, canines in disguise doesn't work there. Felines in disguise. There you go. What's the... Uh... God, the Transformers, but they're they're animals. Beast Wars. Beast Wars, yeah. Transformers, Beast Wars. Um, I don't know. Are you leading somewhere with that? No, I just wanted to mention Beast Wars. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Um, also, Ghostwire Tokyo. Yeah. I forgot to mention it closer to Ghost Runner, but that's something that came out that looked vaguely interesting. It did. Yeah. But it's mainly from like visually appealing but none of the gameplay looked interesting to me in the slightest. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 again, we're at some point I'll disagree with you probably in this episode, but not yet. That was the exact same impression I had for it because it was a game I was kind of excited for. I like this whole motif and everything. All, all the teasers looked really good, but gameplay wise, I was like, I don't need it with everything else. And this was the month right after Elden Ring, so like, good luck. <laughs> yeah, it was hard to be like, oh, I'm definitely going to pick this up and play it immediately. You're like, eh. Uh-huh. Not so much. Yeah. Um, I'm looking through I'm looking through the rest of this. April was a wash. Nothing I care about for April. Sorry, April games. Um, yeah, I mean, this is probably not the most engaging. I had the same for May. Really, this year didn't have a lot that stood out uh, as we get to June. Um, they had released a Switch version of Knights of the Old Republic 2. And I the one piece of inter- interesting news that came out around that space was there was like a bug in the game at launch that prevented the game from being able to be completed. So if you just had the cartridge and you couldn't get a patch, the game was actually not beatable. And that was bad. Oof. Um, I don't think Nintendo likes when people do that on their platform, <laughs> right? Because Nintendo usually tries to maintain. I don't think Nintendo they, likes things that make things easier for other people. I mean, that's that's Mainly true. Also. Um, but yeah, there's a, there's just this massive break in the middle of the uh, in the middle of the year where I really wasn't looking at many of these new games, to be honest. What caught my eye at the Game Awards was this game, Immortality. Okay. Because it was nominated for like so many different categories. And I still don't know what the fuck it is. Mm-hmm. It seemed very much like video plays through and you have to kind of deduce something from the video. Okay. It's kind of like spot who's lying or something else, like a story, like more story driven. Mm-hmm. Um, which that's usually not my bag personally right i just i want to know more about it at all because it got mentioned so many times but i had never heard of it before the game awards yeah i'm i'll be honest i i think you mentioned it once prior to us starting the recording here and i still wasn't convinced that i had heard of it (laughs) and i watched the game awards but um i guess we'll see where it goes um i mean i don't think they're gonna have necessarily more i mean they could it seemed very much like a novel idea. Like, do you remember back when they had board games with like video components where it's like, hey, put in this part of the VHS 
that's mm-hmm. what it feel, felt like to me from that's the vibe i was getting gotcha where it's like hey kind of watch along with the family and it's like we'll gamify you watching this video i'm like okay super <laughs> seducer like it felt weird i don't know <laughs> i don't that to me doesn't translate as as gamey as i would like yeah yeah even if though you're I talking played a walking simulator or two if you're talking about novel peripherals for games and things like that now, you could legitimately have like a little VHS player or something like that. It would make the game a lot more expensive. Physical only, no one would do this from a publishing standpoint, but that would be hilarious. Have like a ring game or something like that. Uh, I think it's, I should have said the the ring, right? Because that's the proper part, but um, a the ring game. There you go. And it has a VHS, uh, VHS player with it. Pretty funny some money to be made there yeah death loop came out this year and really i love death loop i well it did for the xbox series x and s apparently probably came out last year didn't it i would be curious to check it out mm-hmm. if three people on discord didn't play it and didn't talk about it to death yeah um, it's also september last year official release date that one doesn't really count still love death loop you liar I'm a, I'm a liar. That was just for other consoles. That's the problem with the list I'm looking is sometimes it's like, hey, it released for the Switch. this platform, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I was like, I could have sworn we talked about that one. I know Bayonetta 3 was this year. Yeah. I want to want to play that game. But I don't I like the concept game. of <laughs> Bayonetta games. Mm-hmm. I'm not a beat rush combo person i've never really gotten on board with uh devil may cry either but like yeah. i think it's cool from a distance mm-hmm. i like that it exists but That's i don't think fair. i'd ever really get into it too much i kind of it, it didn't look as interesting to me as devil may cry which is a little sad because i did i did enjoy dmc5 but like i didn't also play dmc5 more after i beat it i think i still have like on a list somewhere like buy the virgil dlc and play it as virgil um, but I haven't done it yet, so Bayonetta is kind of still there. Also, she's not that viable in Ultimate, like heavy nerfs over the previous version. So, am I really going to play her her title if they nerf her in Smash Brothers? I don't think so. Here's so. what's going to happen, right? We're going to have this conversation. We're going to play Smash after this, and Jake's going to be thinking, you know, I should play Bayonetta again. We can, we can make Bayonetta work. Yeah, two matches in, he's going to be like, I really got to figure out how to like bind that extra jump to like a trigger. How, or how to make how to get that. And then he's not going to play her again after I fucking demolish. Then never again. Bayonetta with any other character. Yeah, you I don't competent with. You don't even have to demolish is the problem. Like if I get you just off have to stage, fail to recover I'll twice. <laughs> try to recover. Yeah, I'll bounce off the stage and die. It's a hard time. Um, Overwatch so it's two. A, it's a cool franchise. Um, it is. She's incredibly cool. Overwatch, Overwatch two, two did come came out. out. Yeah, it was a this year thing. And I'll be honest, I played it a little bit. Seemed fine. Seemed fun. But I'm kind of like, there's a lot of people who are very salty in the community. And I I, I don't want to discount their opinions. There's a lot of legitimate criticism you can have and should have about a game that is going to have like a battle pass and they're going to like nickel and dime you in the shop and all this other stuff, along with the free to play model, all legitimate criticism. There's also just a lot of people who are like tired with the game. And that's the one I kind of empathize with more personally, right? Like the reason I'm not playing Overwatch isn't out of some moral outrage or 
an incompatible business model or something like that. It's because I've played years of Overwatch. Yeah. I'm kind of just good. Like, I, I might enjoy it occasionally, play it at LAN or something, but it's like, just, it's not my know. night game. No. It feels, a lot of the matches feel like very, I don't want to say samey, but like, there are other games I can go into and have a different approach. With like Destiny, I can have a different build, different guns. Like, I can choose how I play that character. In Dota 2, I can always choose like from a host of characters and then build that how i want right so like match to match it feels dynamic compared uh-huh. to oh i'm playing this character I, I this is how i have to play them right um and i don't want to be on that level um i just want to kind of right click on moira and hang out mm-hmm. um yeah yeah because because it feels like part of the difference in overwatch is it's a very competitive game Right. I mean, it literally is. It's team versus team. And that introduces a very different vibe. Some people, some for a lot of people, I think that's what makes it have so much longevity. But I don't know. I just don't want to play it. Yeah. I feel that. Um, also, Blizzard can suck my fat cock. But like... <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit it's, of a It's the there. icing on the cake for that. Like, uh-huh. But yeah, I also um, feel just the not not feeling in the mood for it yeah definitely the main part for me scorn came out this year uh that scares me so i'm not gonna play it dude that's another thing where like i was very excited going up to it like oh the trailers look interesting what's it gonna be Mm -hmm. and then i watched a couple reviews or like gameplay things and people and they're like it's kind of just like a weird puzzle game i'm like oh then no i'm not gonna (laughs) pay for like a Oh, it's an aesthetic puzzle game. Uh-huh. Like, give me give me something that's gonna melt my brain, not something that's just gonna make me a little squeamish. Uh-huh. So I was a little bit disappointed by how that turned out. In a similar vein, Callisto Protocol. A lot right. of hype going into it. Mm-hmm. And then I saw a couple reviews. I was like, Ugh, I don't know. Yeah, those reviews. The, the reviews that went into mechanics and stuff like that absolutely just destroyed the game for me. Yeah. It's like. So. It also means so much more coming from like a content creator who I trust. It's mm-hmm. not just like, you know, a random person or like I generally like, oh, they're, you know, for whatever reviews. This right. is somebody like I like their videos and they're like they're just showing me on the controller like how it worked. I'm like, this is not fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's an an unfortunate example of a game where as soon as it launched, it feels like everyone else could see like the bad idea that Mm -hmm. was core to the game. Thinking of the movement and the dodging in particular, which we talked about in our um, Game Awards episode. Um, Yeah, Dead Space had a lot of fun with it. I played all of the mainline Dead Space games and I have no interest in Callisto Protocol. So sorry. Not for me. But when they do the remaster of Dead Space, if it's cheap enough, I'll probably check it out. Right. Because weirdly, Uh, even that game still holds up in my eyes. It's actually really playable. Like the first game, I don't know what it is. It's something with the controls and how it all came together. But it's it's incredibly playable. So, you know, fresh coat of paint. I don't even say that about Dark Souls 1, by the way. Yes. Certain yeah. things like you're like you look back you're like oh that's clunky as fuck, and then maybe that's because Dead Space is a very clunky game. 
uh-huh where you're just like oh this is just how it is i'm isaac clark i'm not meant to be superhero i'm just a fucking mechanic yeah the go-to comparison i think of is resident evil like resident evil is supposed to have a certain amount of sluggishness to the controls to the aiming stuff like that because it's not a first person shooter you like hold a button in order to aim and then you're adjusting your aim kind of like wildly and if it was just like snap to mouse controls blap 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 it would feel completely different yeah because you, you wouldn't be getting over level of tension if you don't have like it's difficult you need like a limited supply of ammo health and if you're in an encounter each encounter needs to feel spooky and dire yeah instead of just oh these are just the basic ads exactly yeah so it's kind of unfortunate because i really wish callisto protocol did well because i want to see people who split off from ea do well but it's not an auto win you still have to prove yourself Um, yeah so hopefully they can take whatever feedback they got from that and hopefully still go on to do other things yeah because i again would love more stuff in that survival horror space because mm-hmm. I like a little bit of it. Yeah. I would it's like not... to think I'm I'm gonna eventually build a fear tolerance one day. Uh-huh. Yeah. Space horror games are not like it's not an overpopulated genre. Believe it or not. So there's still some room out there. Um obviously God of War Ragnarok, which I we shouldn't talk about a lot here if we're planning on having a having a separate episode for, but if you pay no attention to video games, it was a big one this year. <laughs> so um, <laughs> it won so many awards. It won a lot of awards and people, some people were legitimately disappointed. It didn't get game of the year. we went into our rationale for that, but I respect their opinion on it to be honest. Um, and I like that they took the four years necessary between game one and game two to like really flesh out game two for all, the, for whatever criticism you can say about it. It has a lot of content. Like, there's a lot you can do in that freaking game. So, um, yeah. I mean, if God of War 3, for the new God of War, not the old God of War 3, um, keeps on like this after four years, this would put, put it, what, 2026? 20, I'll probably play and enjoy it. You just need to also release it release it for PS4. <laughs> so, I don't know if they'll do that. I might might have to get a PS5 by that point. Hopefully by then PS5s are cheap and affordable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we're getting up towards the end of the year, and that's uh Dark Tide. Dark Tide was obviously the last uh big one for me. Um which was uh I mean it's good. I don't know how much more I'm gonna play of it right now, but I want them to add some stuff to the game and then I'll probably play it some more with friends. It's fun for that. Um, and that was it, but we had some episodes on other things besides games that just came out this year. My standout was Amori. Um, I still think about Amori sometimes or Spotify will like be like, Hey, what kind of day are you having? Um, do you want to like hear some of the Amori OST on shuffle? Cause that's going to dictate how your day's, <laughs> your day's going. And, uh, Yeah. It's uh, it's still a lot. Yeah, I'm trying to get other people onto my depression bus. Um, Shane said it's in his cart, so he's probably going to check it out. Yeah. I know 
Justin Rachel at some point do plan to play it. Um, yeah, it's just it's really good. It is really good. It is really good. It's both from the <laughs> gameplay standpoint, but also just everything else that went into it. Yeah, it is it's just for an indie game, very polished. Yeah, and I have nothing but high praise for it. Yeah, I think it was legit. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. I was Almost. um at the gym today and on Spotify I'm like, "Oh, let me just go through my top songs of 2022." Yeah. And mm-hmm. of course, there's like the three Omori songs in there. Vengeance, uh-huh. uh, No Turn Back, and uh Trustful Among the Trees were my three mm-hmm. standouts. Yeah. It's just fucking good. It's so good. I, I still so people who who haven't heard the previous episode definitely consider going back and listening to that. But if you haven't or you don't have the the time for that, I understand. Um, and you're considering it based off a recommendation here. Recommend the game. Uh, take a look at the disclaimer page first, um, just so you know kind of what you're going into on Steam. Um, but it's it's incredible. I honestly would like to do uh, two separate episodes. One, to be like, hey, here are top 10 games like we recommend for gamers. People right. who are like versed and kind of experienced in, I've played games before. And mm-hmm. then also a top 10 for like, hey, I haven't really ever ventured into gaming. What should I check out? Right. Yeah, I, I, I'm particularly interested in that second list. I think that would be a great one to talk about. Because like if you... Um, had let's say a younger cousin or a nephew or niece somebody who's growing up and like they're like oh i hear gaming is like a cool thing to check out yeah what is good to check out because like mm-hmm. remember we had is it nate on and mm-hmm. he was fairly new to games and like we were just like throwing his just like oh you gotta play this gotta play that uh-huh. like would we still put portal one on there for like right. somebody who's brand new to gaming possibly but mm-hmm. i think it'd be fun to theory craft that list for how do you take somebody who's outside the space and get them into the space comfortably? Right. Dota and there's other two. factors. Yeah, Dota 2. <laughs> That's the worst thing. How to get them out of the space as quick as possible. <laughs> um, yeah, and there's a lot of factors that would go into that second list. Like, um, you know, do you respect hand-eye coordination, right? Like, if you're, you're not dropping someone in Call of Duty if they have no idea how to play an FPS or something like that, for instance. I think that would be an interesting topic to have. We should get that one on the list for 2023. Another discount for not having Dota 2 be a first game. Literally tonight in a game I played before we started recording, uh-huh. uh, the enemy team said, like, dive fountain unless you are sexually attracted to children. <laughs> so game didn't go so well <laughs> you guys all do fountain <laughs> were you winning i guess you were pushing into their base and it's like hey oh, they did this at the start of the game oh okay yeah. interesting interesting they also beat the fuck out of us we did not play well <laughs> i mean to be fair they were they were in your heads it's the the psychological manipulation at that point it's like but how um, do they know i'm a pedophile <laughs> right. i'm on a the vpn <laughs> god damn it <laughs> nord nord <laughs> Um, yeah. maybe not the best advertisement for NordVPN uh, yeah they probably had worse I know Seth did it as some advertising for them so I know they've had worse <laughs> <laughs> fair point fair point um, but yeah 
uh, all in all, not a bad year. Had some good memories with folks, you know, ran some raids in Destiny, played some games, talked about Elden Ring, um, got to hang out a couple more times, I think, this year than the average is set for previous years. So that was nice. It's still I would like to see it improve, hang out with people more in the uh, in the coming year. Um, I want oh, this is now documented. I'm going to play this for you. Uh huh. Well, what you wait, what you don't know are the strict numbers. I hung out with there was three distinct hangouts this year, and I'll aim for four and be good. Uh, no, but I mean, it, it is legitimately what I want because I, I think it is helpful to to you know break out of the bubble a little bit, and um, you know now that once again, without you know doxing any of us, several of us are within hangout uh, distance. I think it'd be good to do. So I'm also with- gonna verbally throw you under the bus for uh when we doing wing night motherfucker <laughs> yeah well we're, I, we're I doing def- the next one by you guys so that you and tom have no excuse to not show up i didn't even know tom was on this side but yeah he's uh, by you guys hmm. i didn't know that uh i mean yeah if it's if it's that close if it's closer for us or for me uh than you then i think i can commit to it um it's I've gonna been, be at I've your house. <laughs> It'll be uh, yeah. You're making us wings. <laughs> I'm actually just not there. <laughs> I'm, I'm able that night. He texts me like, "I'm at decades." What do you mean? <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. All right. Well, I think uh, I think it's been a pretty decent year. Pretty solid. Thanks for for sticking it through with us. Um, and you know, looking forward looking forward to next year. I think our next episode will probably be on some of the specifics in gaming we've got looking forward to next year. Um, but I'm just glad, glad you guys are still here, still listening. And um, I mean, both of those equal importance, obviously, <laughs> that you're both here and listening to the podcast. Um, I feel but like you're here, uh, but you're not here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, uh, I appreciate it. So looking forward we'll 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 see what comes but uh thank you for the time so far thank you for listening to the podcast for yet one more year uh we were we're up to so many i can't count them on one disfigured hand anymore (laughs) um i think we're like four or five four or five years or something at this point probably four it's at least four. four yeah it's like four um but as always well actually no we should figure out what we've got. Uh, if you want to send in things for the podcast, uh, digital things, physical things, we don't want that. Keep keep that to yourself. Uh, but phys- uh, digital things, you can send in to soapstonepodcast at gmail.com or join the discussion on Facebook at facebook.com slash soapstonepodcast. And as always, we'll see you in the next one. Have a good one. See you guys again in 2023.